welcome back to the Troop Leader Experience podcast. I am excited to start a two-part response to an Ask Me Anything question in this episode. This will be part one, and then I'll do at least a part two, if not additional parts. We'll see. We'll see how it goes, right? In case you missed it, this is an Ask Me Anything series that I started in the Facebook group, although I've received a lot of questions from you all in private messages or emails as well. I know not everybody does Facebook and some people even on Facebook don't necessarily want to post publicly. I get that. Anyway, I asked if you could ask me anything, what would you ask? And in particular, I wanted this to be sort of a less research intensive approach. So I have been treating this like if we were to go to coffee together and you could just more or less pick my brain about anything to do with Girl Scouts and being a troop leader, what would you want to talk about? And what would you want to ask me? And in that way, it allows me to answer more or less off the cuff without doing additional research. Now, some of these questions do require a little bit more, at least of a reference point. And this is actually one of them. So in part two, I'm actually going to pull up some references. But for part one, I'm just going to do my own thing. Well, you'll see. So Bethany asked, what about adult awards? What are the different ones? Who can nominate? Who can receive? And how can I campaign for one? And I love this question because I think that a big part of the issues with retention of volunteers is people feeling burned out and not appreciated. This can be a pretty thankless position sometimes. And we do it just because we believe in it and we do it as long as we're still having fun. And even if we don't feel appreciated, if we're still having fun, we can usually overcome the complaints. But certainly feeling appreciated would help. And I think that there's a lot of people doing really incredible things with their troops who are not necessarily receiving any kind of formal recognition for that. And if that feels relatable to you, that you put in a ton of work, you put in a ton of hours, you care so much about the mission and the movement and your troop and your girls, and maybe even your service unit or your council or, you know, the national movement or the worldwide movement as a whole, but you've never received any kind of formal recognition for that, I can relate. So this is a little bit of a vulnerable confession. I have never been nominated for a formal Girl Scout award. And sometimes that stings because I do feel like I have given quite a lot to this organization as a volunteer. And I think part of the reason why it sort of sits weird with me sometimes is because it's not competitive. So a lot of times with awards in various industries, like lots of people could be nominated, but only one person wins. And honestly, even getting nominated, there's a little bit of a pay to play thing or favorites or <laughs> systemic racism or 
sexism or any other, you know, systemic issue, right? And so I think that what kind of is great about Girl Scout adult recognitions is that they are not competitive. So theoretically, any number of people who are qualified could receive the award each year. The trick is that you have to be nominated. And I believe that most of the time you have to be nominated more than once in order for it to be like a full submission. So that kind of leads to unless someone campaigns really hard on your behalf, it would be pretty difficult for you to ever receive an award. And there are people who receive them because somebody really, really campaigns hard for them. And I'm particularly thinking of someone I know who was very involved and very dedicated, she still is, very involved and very dedicated in a myriad of roles. And when she finally got nominated for a recognition a few years ago, our our local crew was really excited to go to the ceremony to support her and surprise her. We all knew it was coming because someone campaigned very hard for her and she had no idea. And honestly, we were mind blown when the person who was campaigning on her behalf let us know she had never been nominated for awards. None of us would have thought to nominate her because we expected that she had already gotten everything. And so I think there's a lot of problems here with adult recognitions, which is that the nomination process is, it's a little bit complicated and confusing. Although I think that, you know, councils are making more and more of an effort to make it more and more accessible. They really want people to submit nominations. Also, I think it's really hard to know what to nominate people for. A lot of what I did, my troop would have known what was going on. Maybe some people in my service unit would have known some of the great things that I was doing or that I was accomplishing. And frankly, since I've started this podcast, some of you listening who may be located in various parts of the world may know some of the cool stuff that I've done or contributed, but you wouldn't know what awards I've already received or what recognitions I've already received. And you also wouldn't necessarily know what great things I'm doing unless I told you. And so that kind of complicates the nomination process. And here's the thing. I can't even be mad about not getting, not that I'm mad, I'm not mad, but I honestly can't be mad about never having received a formal recognition because I've also never nominated anyone for a recognition. So that would be the pot calling the kettle black, now wouldn't it? And part of the reason why I haven't is because often, again, not only do I not know what other people have earned, but I also don't usually know what great stuff they're really doing, at least not enough to fill out a form. And even if I do, Let's say I sit next to somebody at an event or a meeting and they happen to share something really cool with me that they've done for their service unit or for or with their troop or for the community or whatever on behalf of Girl Scouts and I hear a really cool story. Most of the time, I don't know more than their first name. Sometimes I don't even know their first name. I only know their camp name. Unless it's a service unit meeting, <laughs> 
I don't even know what service unit they're part of, let alone their troop number, let alone any other identifying information to be able to submit a form for them. And if I'm not close to them, then there's sort of an assumption that the people who are close to them would do this for them, right? So (laughs) I've been giving this a lot of thought and I think that there is an opportunity for us to use this community as a way to support each other in getting the recognition and appreciation that we all deserve. I don't know exactly what this is going to look like, but I do have some ideas And I also have ideas for ways to recognize and appreciate each other that might be outside the realm of formal recognition. So I want to start there. So first, I want to take a second to acknowledge and appreciate and recognize you listening. Because what you are doing by choosing to be involved with this organization and choosing to support a troop in this way, or if you have more roles, support your service unit, your council, girls in general in this way is amazing. Like this work matters so much. And if you ever wonder if what you're doing matters, please go back and binge some of the previous episodes in the archives of this podcast. Because we've talked a lot about the research of how much girls need this space, a safe space to be girls, and what you're doing by choosing to take on this leadership role, this volunteer role, or any of these additional roles that you may take on even beyond the troop. But just the troop is huge. It matters so much. And you may not hear it enough, but I want you to hear me say it right now. Thank you for everything that you do for girls. Thank you for everything that you do for this movement. This wouldn't be possible without you. There are some cases where if you didn't step up, maybe someone else would, but maybe they wouldn't. And frankly, if all of us had that mentality, we have 80-something thousand downloads on this podcast, If all of those people thought, what I do doesn't really matter, and if I didn't do it, someone else would, imagine what a difference that would make to this movement as a whole and to girls as a whole. So yes, what you do matters so much, and you are so appreciated. I see you. I know how hard it can be. I know how much commitment and dedication and time and frankly often money this takes to do and to do well. I know how much you care about doing this well. And sometimes I think those like blanket recognitions or thank yous or I love yous or whatever that people post online can feel a little bit false or meaningless. But here's how I know this is true. Because not only do you care enough to have taken on this role to begin with, but you care enough about doing it well to have sought out a podcast for support. And for those of you who have come back to listen week over week for any amount of time, especially those of you who have been around for years, you are so dedicated to doing this well 
that not only did you seek this out, you continue to seek this out. For those of you who are new to this, not just the podcast, but new to being a troop leader, you're just getting started. To be honest, you don't even know what you're in for yet. But to you, my new friends, you care enough about this adventure that you are embarking on, that you are at the very beginning of, that you want to do it well, that even before you've really gotten started, you sought out additional support. You could have just winged it. You could have given it 50% effort or less, but that's not you because you wouldn't have sought out this podcast if you didn't genuinely care. And if someone sent it to you, by the way, thank you if you've ever shared this podcast. If someone shared this with you, you still chose to take the time to listen to it. And I'm now 14 minutes-ish into this recording. I'm going to have some editing to do, so it's not going to be quite 14 minutes probably, but right around that 14-minute mark. So if you've made it 14 minutes into this episode about recognition and appreciation, then you are doing a good job. I truly believe that. I know that is true. And I see you. I mean, not literally. That's so creepy. I I can't actually see you. But, you know, metaphorically, I see you. I want to start there as far as taking a moment to kind of be the difference. I also want to thank and recognize and appreciate every single one of you who have left a review on the podcast or have sent me a note or written a comment in the Facebook group or on the Facebook page to let me know that you're listening and that the work that I'm doing matters to you at all. I'm literally just sitting alone in my home office at night (laughs) talking into a microphone, sitting by myself. And I have been doing this now for four, almost four and a half years. And it can sometimes feel like I'm sort of talking to myself. I don't know if anyone cares. Yes, I can see numbers. But numbers are cool. (laughs) And also, they don't feel like people. So when I hear from actual people, I feel connected to you. And I feel seen and I feel appreciated. So thank you so much for those of you who have taken the time to send me an email, send me a DM, leave me a comment, whatever, or leave a, an actual review, whatever, in any way, reached out to me as person to person. Thank you. And if you haven't left a review and you want to, <laughs> I would sure appreciate it. I get some, I get some low ratings sometimes. And I can't tell if they're real. Like, nobody's ever, like, flamed me out. So I can't tell if they're real or if they're kind of like bots or mistakes. I honestly, I don't know. Um, But it makes me sad, especially when it brings down the overall average, because I get enough messages from you guys that I know are real. So I try not to let the rating matter. (laughs) But if you feel so inclined to help me bring that rating back up, On Spotify, you can leave a rating. There's not currently, I don't think, any opportunity to leave an actual review, but you can leave a rating. And on Apple Podcasts, if you scroll down to the bottom, you can leave a star rating. And if you feel so inclined, you can also write a little something. 
And that, I see all of those. I screenshot them. I save them. They make me feel appreciated, which really helps me keep going with this podcast. And they make me feel connected to you. They make me feel connected to this community. And they also help other people who are looking for a podcast and there just really aren't a lot of podcasts out there. There are more and more council ones that are popping up, but they seem to be monthly. And I just don't think that's the same level of support, not just because it's monthly, but also because if it's coming from council, it's going to go through the council filter, which is a little different than what we do here. So when people are actively seeking out podcast content about Girl Scouts and they land on this show, having those reviews helps them get an idea of if this is something that they want to spend time listening to. So those reviews really do help. And I also want to appreciate those of you who have come on as guests on the show. It's kind of challenging to (laughs) find guests, not because I don't have access to other troop leaders, but because many communities online connecting leaders with other leaders do not allow quote-unquote self-promotion. And me talking about my podcast or asking people to come on as a guest is considered self-promotion, even though what I'm trying to do is create content for a free resource that supports all of us. So it's not really about me. It's really about resources for troop leaders, and you're allowed to share other ones of those. I'm just not allowed to talk about the podcast, apparently, or ask you if you'd like to come on. So I've been kicked out of many Girl Scout Facebook groups that I was previously a major contributor in those groups, which is kind of disappointing. So I stopped doing that so much. Now, some of you have found me through Facebook groups, and that's because every once in a while I decide I'm going to throw caution to the wind and see what happens and they can not approve my post or they can kick me out of the group if they think that it was out of line. So some of you have come to this community or come to this corner of the internet because of a post in a Facebook group and I I recognize that. But anyways, all of this to say, it's kind of challenging to get people to come on because it has to be people that I pretty much have a relationship with and personally invite unless you volunteer. And you already volunteer for enough, so I'm not expecting that. But I do appreciate it, and I have so much fun on every single one of those conversations. Every time I get off one of those interviews, I, I find myself thinking and even saying out loud, I loved them. Like, I loved that conversation. And I've made so many friends this way, and it has really sparked a lot of joy in my life to get to have those conversations with you. So especially for those of you who I've talked to who have come on the podcast and then you've ever sent me a message after the fact, so often those messages are along the lines of, I don't know if you care. I don't know if you want to see this, but here's some photos or here's a story. And it's like, yes, I want to see it. Yes, I do. I love it. I love it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because otherwise this podcast would just be a lot of me talking, which it already is, but it would be even more of that if you did not come on. And then another way that I wanted to use this podcast to do some recognition and appreciation is I posted in the Facebook group, tell me something you've done in your role with Girl Scouts that you're really proud of or a moment that made you really proud. And I received a few comments, so I want to share them. 
Maria shared a really beautiful photo of a bunch of girls on a maritime adventure. And I asked, was this the first time you've done something like this personally? And Maria said, this was the first time that I had taken 13 Girl Scouts with me. I'd been as a girl and I've been through the training. So Maria, that is so cool. It is really brave for you to go get certified through training to be able to take kids on an adventure like that. And it's really wild to think that those girls may never have an experience like that if you didn't have the guts to go get that training and then take them. That's kind of scary. It looks like you're out on a lake. You just took these girls out on boats in a lake. And I'm sorry, I really don't know much about like canoes versus kayaks versus like, I don't know. So I'm not sure what it what it is, but it's one of those. And the fact that you learned what you needed to learn to get as confident and comfortable as you were ever going to get to take 13 girls with you. They look like they might be juniors in this picture. So to get (laughs) that kind of guts, I see you. And that is amazing. That is so fun and cool. It's, It's amazing that those girls were able to have that experience because of you. And hopefully because you've been through the training, more girls will get to have more experiences like that. But also, it's just amazing that you did it in the first place, like for you. I clearly don't know the difference between a canoe and a kayak. (laughs) Could have Googled that, but it's fine. And the idea of going myself with other adults sounds fine. The idea of going on my own as the adult in charge sounds intimidating as heck. And taking and being responsible for a bunch of girls, a bunch of. (laughs) prepubescent slash pubescent, I don't know, adolescent girls and being the one responsible for them (laughs) on the lake, that takes guts. So I see you and I just, I'm impressed by you. And also, thank you. Donna said about 10 years ago, while leading cadets, she started talking to her Girl Scouts about college, and a few of them said they weren't going. A couple were from families who couldn't afford to send their kids to college, so they talked about financial assistance, getting good grades, scholarships, and focus. And Donna had a parent who was a financial aid mentor at a local college come talk at a family meeting with all her paperwork. Long story short, Donna says they listened. Of the 12 girls in her troop at that time, 11 of them went to college. The 12th one moved away, and so they lost track. She knows that of those 11 girls that went to college, largely due to her influence, five of them have their associates, four have their bachelors, and one is going into her PhD program. Donna says, I believe most would have gone to college without me and Girl Scouts, but three of them, along with their parents, had no college goals. Those three earned scholarships based on high school performance. And she says, I'm so thrilled they had the opportunity. (laughs) Donna, I think this is such an incredible story because we hear the research about how 
girls can be impacted by the experiences that they have in Girl Scouts. And many of us have not been involved long enough to see our girls grow up to to actually have that impact on their lives. And a lot of times it's a lot harder to be able to measure. But being able to see this direct link to a lifelong impact you had on these girls' lives, that is amazing. That is amazing. Thank you for everything that you do. Nicole said, as a troop leader with third-year cadets, she is proud to have retained eight of her 12 girls from kindergarten. As a service unit manager, she's proud to be part of a group of leaders that are eager to share and make experiences with their girls and equally ready to encourage and help other leaders make experiences happen for their girls. So first of all, Nicole, eight third-year cadets that you have been with since kindergarten is so great. It's so great. What a testament to the environment that you have helped to cultivate for them. I think that really speaks volumes about what you've been able to do and the space you've been able to make possible for them. And a lot of what they've done is their responsibility, but you created the outlet for that to be possible. And if you had not done that, there's no way of knowing if anybody else would have or could have done it as effectively as you. So those girls got to have those experiences together for this long because of you. And going into high school, they have nine years of Girl Scouts that they get to carry with them into the halls of those high schools. So that is really, really powerful. And hopefully they continue to stay in Girl Scouts. But even if they don't, what you've done is amazing. Furthermore, being a troop leader is already a big deal. Stepping up in additional roles, especially a role as big as a service unit manager, thank you for taking on that extra responsibility. You are such an asset to both the girls and the adults in your area. And it sounds like you're doing a really beautiful job, once again, cultivating a really meaningful experience for these other troop leaders and therefore their girls in your area. You're having a huge impact. So thank you, Nicole. This next one is, I believe, I don't want to mispronounce. I believe this is Fedra. It could be Phaedra. I apologize if I'm totally butchering it. Maybe it's not pronounced anything close to that. F-A-E-D-R-A. Fedra, Phaedra said, This is a proud moment that happened many years after having my troop. One of my girls that I stayed close with was on vacation with her own family, her husband, and three kids. She was running around cleaning up the room that they stayed in at one of her husband's relatives when her husband started asking her why was she cleaning up so perfectly and doing all the things she was doing. He told her not to worry about it. They, his relatives, will take care of it. The room. She told him, nope, you leave it better than you found it. And she told me this story after returning home and said she remembered learning that from me when she was in Girl Scouts. That is so cool. Once again, so many of us haven't been involved long enough to see this kind of an impact in our girls' lives as they grow into adults and they have families of their own and the ways that 
the culture and the lessons and the learnings and the perspective are things they carry into other situations as an adult. Also, it is so fulfilling and meaningful when the girls themselves tell us what matters to them and what stayed with them when they recognize and appreciate us. Honestly, there's no recognition or appreciation that means as much as hearing it from the girls themselves. So thank you for everything that you've done for the organization, the movement, and the girls that you have impacted. The fact that this not only stayed with this girl, but that she came back to tell you about it as an adult and attributing it to what she learned from you, that really speaks speaks to what you what you've done and what you've created. Vicky says, I got a girl terrified of heights to trust me enough to go on a high ropes slash zipline course with us. I was more proud of her, but my troop is still young, so that was a big deal for her. Vicky, you cultivated the environment that allowed that girl to have that adventure. That is probably something she would never have done outside of Girl Scouts. And it's because of you that that opportunity was possible. Doing something that terrifies her is not only a memory she will get to have forever, but it's also a life skill that when we practice doing things that feel scary, when we practice being brave and having courage, that is something we carry with us forever. Vicky, that is incredible. Thank you for what you do for girls. Valerie says, as a leader of 21 years starting this year, wow, 21 years, my greatest achievement is having two generations of girls in my troop. One girl in my troop, 13 years, and I love how my youngest daughter is now stepping up to lead our troop as an ambassador, giving the girls the boost of confidence to make a difference. She made her TV debut on a major channel in our area. Her words to the TV hosts had me in tears. I am so proud of her. Valerie, it sounds like you are not only an amazing leader, but also an incredible mom. And I love that this is something you've gotten to share with your daughter. And it's so neat that it means enough to her and she feels connected to it enough after all these years that she's stepping up in a leadership role. That is really, that is really can be directly attributed to what you have built and created for her to feel that connected, to have that experience that's so meaningful that she's that connected to it to stay and not just involved, but to step into a leadership role at a time when most girls have quit, right? Also, 21 years of volunteering as a troop leader is amazing. One year as a troop leader is amazing. You've done it 21 times that. That is awesome. And having multiple generations of girls in your troop, that is truly a dream of mine. Lisa said, bridging 16 girls to adult over the years and nine of them are lifetime members. Wow. Lisa, it sounds like you've been involved for many years as well. And again, that takes some real commitment. That takes some real drive to stay involved. (laughs) That takes, what is the word I'm looking for? That takes some real resilience to stay involved for long enough to have bridged 16 girls to adult over the years. Thank you for everything that you do for girls. 
And the fact that, again, I said this to some other people, but the fact that nine of them are lifetime members is directly indicative of how connected they feel to the organization, which is a result of what you cultivated for them. Thank you. This person uh, has their name as R.M. Brandon, so I'm assuming that's your initials, but maybe you go by R.M. But R.M. said, providing the environment and support for girls with autism to actually form friendships among the troop members. That is so powerful and amazing because all girls need a safe space to be girls, but girls who have extra challenges and obstacles that can make it hard and challenging to form friendships, authentic, deep, meaningful friendships with other girls so they have not just a safe space just to be, but they also can have lifelong relationships or relationships that impact them for life. I mean, that's literally life-saving work that you're doing. So thank you. Chris says, during my 29 years, I would say receiving the U.S. President Gold Volunteers Award in 2004. At that time, I was service unit manager in Rhode Island, council trainer and delegate. Well, that is incredible. 29 years is a really long time to have been involved, and it sounds like you were involved in a ton of different roles and really stepped up and got involved. And honestly, the movement is what it is because of volunteers like you. And when you think about the fact that Girl Scouts was formed 111 years ago, is my math right? 111 years ago, of that 111 years, almost 30 of them, you were involved in not just a troop leader role, but a leadership of leaders role, a leadership leadership role. That is so cool and really, really powerful. So thank you for what you've done, because I love this organization. I love being part of this organization. And honestly, it wouldn't even still exist if it weren't for volunteers who step up in the way that you stepped up. So I know you've received some formal recognition and appreciation, but you deserve to feel recognized and appreciated for what you have contributed. So here's what I'd like to figure out how to do, and I don't know exactly what this looks like yet. So if you're listening and you have thoughts or ideas about how we can make this work, then I want to hear them. But here's what I'm thinking. Let's nominate each other for awards this year and for all future years. Let's figure out how to create and cultivate an environment in this community where we can share some of the things that we're doing and the things that we're proud of and the things that make us great, because we are great. What we're doing is great, and it matters. Let's share those things with each other, and then figure out how to use that knowledge and information about each other to go ahead and submit nominations. I'm sure that councils have different deadlines, and probably even slightly different processes for nominations. I don't know if people can cross-nominate, like, if I can nominate somebody from a different council, but I'm a lifetime member of GSUSA, so I should be able to. (laughs) Like, that's just my personal opinion, but of course, who am I? So if we have to connect each other with people from our own councils in order to make this happen, that's what we'll do. 
There's a lot of people who listen to this podcast. There's a lot of people who are in the Facebook group. And we have the ability to do this ourselves. Like what we do for our troops and our service units is proof that we can do this ourselves. And let's make a splash in the award season. Now, in the next episode, I'm going to do a more in-depth what are the awards and um, maybe I'll try to do a little bit of research and see if I can find out more information across different councils about what the nomination and awards process looks like. If I can't get that done before the next episode, then I will do it and I'll let you know when I have more info. And I want to share that because I want it to be transparent. If we don't know, we can't do it. And it's not that I, I've received messages from my council, certainly in the past about nominating people. I just didn't know who to nominate. And I know a lot of you are in my council. So definitely I can nominate people in my council. So let's talk and let's share with each other and let's celebrate each other and let's recognize each other because this community is full of some really incredible people who are changing the world. And frankly, the work that we're doing by cultivating these leaders in these communities, in these girls, these girls are going to grow up to save the planet, right? So this is world-changing work that we're doing. And I think it's high time that we recognize each other for that. What do you think? <laughs>